0: Hello and welcome to the Surreal Deal Podcast Oh here we go He must be fucking bored again He's recorded another recorded another episode of his podcast About fucking two months after the last one He must be bored out his fucking tree. And you're right, I am. Uh, You've caught me during a, a blight of boredom. So I thought, why not just hit the record button and start blabbing like I normally do. I was thinking over the the past few days about being bored and things like that especially as an adult it feels strange to be bored as an adult more strange than it it, it would be as a child as you know when you were young because when you were young you wanted to be out and doing things and you were kind of more like enthusiastic about stuff You were you like, you were always bored when there wasn't anything exciting to do when you were young. And it made sense because you, were, you, you did want to do exciting things and activities, physical things and fun things and all that kind of stuff. But as an adult, it feels like you should be busy all the time. Because then that's another thing, when you were young... Yeah, you, you weren't as busy. You didn't have to be as busy as what you do as an adult, because you didn't have like responsibilities and things. You, you the only responsibility you had was to go to school and get your homework done. But it wasn't like important for or integral for to your survival. Mm-hmm. And there we go. i have not fucking thing you do, I'll put on the do not disturb thing, Uh, just until I finish this, my fucking phone's going off, of course it goes off, it never fucking goes off, and then I start recording a fucking podcast episode, and two minutes in, people are fucking messaging me and stuff, don't get me wrong, I'm happy to be acknowledged and for people to, to be wanting to speak to me and everything like that. It's like, but why do you always wait until I'm actually doing something? I've done fuck all all weekend. And two minutes into my fucking podcast. Hello. Fuck's sake. Anyway. Yeah, when you're when you're younger, you don't have as much like responsibility. And stuff you had you, like you, like your homework and stuff like that was all fine and that, but like if you didn't do your homework, what what was the worst at hand? You got a fucking a punishment exercise at school or like a so oh, fuck. At the time when when you're that age, you think it's a big deal, but when in reality, in the grand scheme of things, it's really water off a of duck's fucking back. So there's no really any like demand. As a child, like from anybody else, like you you're not needed here or needed there and needing to do this and needing to do that and needing to do the next thing. So it's natural that like unless you've unless you come up with something to do, like activities, going on your bike, going to the play park, smashing fucking car windows, or whatever it was you fucking did like that's the kind of thing you did if you were a wee mink. But um as an adult, you're kinda of required. To be on top of a lot of things, like you need to go to work to earn money to be able to pay bills, to get this fixed, to go out and get shopping so you could feed yourself. You've got to, you know what I mean. You're you're all fucking adults anyway. You know what responsibilities you've got. And it made me realise just thinking about all that stuff that, like, as an adult, the the area. Between stressed and bored, is quite thin. Like there's not much of a grey area. Cause like I I I, I honestly think that, cause I I get bored quite a lot. I live on my own. For a start. In my own flat. Um, and. Don't get me wrong, there is stuff that I like doing and I like entertaining myself with, but it's not got a very long like lifespan through the day, if you know what I mean. There's only so many podcasts I can listen to. There's only so many episodes I can watch of a TV show. There's only so many songs I can listen to, etc, etc. And then eventually, I get bored, and I wonder to myself, is that the sort of the downside of a stressless life? Because to be honest with you, i'm re- I'm, I'm pretty happy with the fact that with how little stress I have in life. I like my job. Everything, like, everything's just like everything's just chill. Like, I, like I go to my job, and I do my job. I'm good at my job. Nobody's ever on my back. We're all kind of left to just do our job and at our own pace or whatever. Like, and and what like left to our own devices. We all know what, what 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 our targets are and what and what we need to achieve and stuff. But it's never re- it's never unrealistic. And it's never to a point where like you need to be bang at it all the time like a machine. There's there's room there's there's flexibility. You you, you can do your job, but you've still got time to like sort of just relax and have a chat and things like that. So every everyone at work is chill. At home, it's pretty chill. I mean, the most stressful things that have happened to me at home are like recently have been involving leaks in the fucking bedroom. Ceilings, I will. In the last flat, it was every bastard ceiling in the fucking place. Until eventually, the ceiling dropped on my fucking head while I was while I was sleeping. And then in this flat, it's just been that one little leak in the bedroom that, like, that a fucking a reported to the landlord agency almost a year ago, and. That's it only just about to get fixed in a couple of weeks. Which is fucking mental. Because it was all oh, this big argument Well, who's paying for it? Is it the upstairs neighbour? Is it fucking, is it the, the fucking insurance companies? Is it the landlord? Is it fucking Jesus? Who, who fucking knows? And I was like, could you not just fucking fix it first? Just fix it and then argue about who's fucking paying for it. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one that's fucking having to live in the place. I've got a chest of fucking drawers laying in the hallway that should be in the bedroom, like that. that I bang my fucking knee off of every bastard day because it shouldn't be there and it doesn't fucking work there. But I've not been able to put it in the bedroom because it's directly underneath the big gaping hole in the ceiling where a dripping pipe over it. That's the only stress that I've really had. And it's not really been that stressful. It's just that I've never known when it's going to get fixed. It's not. like occasionally it drips a little bit onto the towel that I've got on the floor. But it kind of it, it comes and goes. It's like it has like maybe one one day where it'll be like drip, 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 and then the, the next like week or something like that it'll do nothing. So it's like intermittent drips. But still, it was causing like a damp patch on the ceiling, and I didn't want that eventually fucking collapsing on my head like the last time, because the last time I nearly got fucking concussion. But apart from that, it's like everything's just kind of quite relaxed. Like I'm not in debt. All my bills are affordable. Like I'm, like I'm pretty fine. Like I'm pretty relaxed. Everything's pretty cushy as we say here in Scotland. No, some some people say cushty, some people say kushi. I suppose it depends on where about in Scotland you're from. Fuck, if you're up north of the Tuchterland, where they, they still speak Gaelic and everything like that, they probably be, call it someone else, like fucking... or something like that. It's like some sort of fucking alien language I've got up there. But I just wonder sometimes is like is the boredom a sort of punishment for not being all like uptight and stressed and busy. Cause it's that's what it seems to be. It seems to be you're you're either all over the place or you're static with fuck all to do. I sometimes wonder about that and then, and then I started to wonder what would I rather be would I rather be constantly needed and having to be here and having to be there and having to do this and having to do that and not really having any time for anything else not no time for anything that I actually want to do for example like speaking to friends hanging out with them watching TV uh, fucking going to the cinema whatever Having cups of co going for a coffee for, with, with my mum or whatever. Like, would I rather have not have any time for all that and just be busy all the time and not be bored? Or would I rather be in the position that I'm in now and not have all that kind of stress and weight on my shoulders but be bored uh, uh, like a good chunk of the time. And to be honest, I think I would probably pick the latter. I mean, there's probably a reason I'm in this position, and it's probably because I prefer it. I prefer just simplicity, just a simple existence. I don't need all that fucking bullshit in my life. I don't need my fucking brain to be fucking popping at my head. All day, just, just, just to feel like I mean something. Just to feel important or that I've got some sort of fucking purpose. Because at the end of the day, the only purpose I've got in this life is to fucking enjoy myself. And okay, you could say that if I'm bored, I'm not enjoying myself, but fuck, I'd, ra- I'd rather be bored than stressed. That's for fucking certain. And of course, you do get those people that like they're kind of workaholics, and and all that kind of thing. That like that they, they they prefer to be busy. Whether it's do, whether they're doing something they actually enjoy doing, or whether it's something they've been told to do, they're just happy to have something to do and to be like. To be up and about, and not just sitting. Vegetating. But. I'm not that kind of person. Maybe I'm just lazy. I don't know. But like I say, I've got like, I do have things that I like to do, but just not all the time. So when I'm not at work, like I say, like and I wouldn't go as far as to say that my work's absolutely brilliant and I fucking love it. But there's worse, way, way, way worse jobs to have. There's worse jobs that I've had. I mean, the, like, like honestly, the job I had before the one I've got now was like fucking chalk and cheese. The the stress level in that job compared to the, this job is night and day. It was fucking horrendous. Like I was like I had the responsibility of people's lives and shit. I mean, I was a digital fucking skills trainer and teaching old people and. Uh, disabled people, how to use a touchscreen computer. And somehow that turned into me having to re recreate and re- reinstall an entire alarm system for a fucking care home in Aberdeen in case somebody died over Christmas or had a heart attack or a stroke or something like that, not knowing what the fuck I was actually doing. And also ended up going to people's houses that were threatening to kill themselves and trying to talk them off the ledge and stuff. When my job was essentially to tell them, here's how to use Google. Google for the uninitiated, basically. Fuck, there was one point where, like, even the stress, even without the, the, the life-threatening stakes. Have you ever tried to teach a blind man? How to use a tablet. The fuck? Can you see this on the screen? No, of course you fucking can't. Like, what the fuck are you meant do with that? I, I could never, ever go back to that. I don't really give a shit that now sometimes I'm I'm bored and I don't know what to do with myself. I'd rather be in this position than ever, ever do that again. And don't get me wrong. I love helping people out and and uh, being there for people and sharing things with people and, and, and like I'm not anti-social, I'm not like fucking like oh they should just fend for themselves and it's kill or be killed and dog eat dog and all that kind of shit. I do like helping people and, and, and reaching out and... And that, that part of it was never like in question, like I, I didn't mind helping people, it was just that some of the stuff that they asked me to do put me under so much stress because it was fucking, one, it was above my pay grade, and I didn't know what I was doing, and two, at times it was virtually fucking impossible. And that's the least fun I've ever had, was during that fucking two, two and a half years in that job. To the point where I was on antidepressants, so that should fucking tell you. So yeah, like have, have like having a life of like very little stress. This was always kind of like the goal to me. But I guess the problem with that is that now I've a kind of achieved, I'm at a point now where I've achieved the target of forging a life for myself. Where I'm under no stress, I'm not in debt, and like everything's comfortable. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, well, now what? What the fuck do I do now? Do I just carry on like this for the rest of my life? Like, I mean, obviously at work I'm getting new challenges and things and sort of opportunities to develop myself and things, but that's work. Like in like, I'm like outside of work. Like I've kind of, I've kind of backed myself into a bit of a corner. I don't really know what to do with myself. Cause I'm like, I'm kind of running out of options. I'm kind of like exhausting all my options. So I think maybe I need a new hobby or something. Join a club not a fucking golf club though I'm fucking, I'm 32, I'm no fucking 72, or bowls, bowls is what you join when you're fucking half in your fucking coffin, but I don't know, I'll figure something out but the gist of this is like, my life is not very stressful and I couldn't have be fucking happier with that. right, see what I was going to say to you, you're listening to the real Deal Podcast, right, so what today is, follow or subscribe or whatever it is you do on your podcast app and you'll never miss an episode in future, okay, cheers. So Jimmy Carr's in trouble again for his latest fucking, something he said in his latest Netflix special about the Holocaust. I saw a, a, a BBC article about it on Twitter. Yeah, he's, a, he's coming under uh, under heavy criticism due to a joke he made about the Holocaust. And then, so of course I did the stupid thing of going into the comments and reading all the threads of like debates between people saying I like the usual shite Well if you don't like it then don't watch it oh this is outrageous we need an apology from Jimmy Carr right this instant and it's like I mean it's like whatever you know what I mean like who gives a shit of course some people are going to be on the side of Jimmy Carr's right to say the things that he says and then of course there's going to be those on the other side of the feds who think it's wrong and it should be punished as a fucking hate crime or whatever. But at the end of the day it's like they're both right. It's like Just as it is Jimmy Carr's right to be able to joke about and say whatever he feels like joking about and saying. It's also someone else's right to be offended by it. You don't have to like shit just because of what it says on the tin. You know what I mean? If I fucking... If I opened a tin of hot dogs and... I ate the hot dog, and it tasted like shit. I wouldn't then try to cancel hot dogs. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't try to cancel fucking... Whatever a a popular brand of hot dog is. Fucking... Is it any of these German names or Belgian names or whatever? I was like, it's just To me it tasted like shit and there's nothing wrong with me thinking that it tasted like shit and saying that it tasted like shit. But another man's shit is another man's treasure. As I believe the saying goes. So somebody else might like the fact that they taste like shit. So should they not get what they want just because I didn't like it? no, they should be able to fucking go and enjoy the shit tasting hot dogs all they want, and I'll go and find a hot dog that tastes better to me, and that's what it all comes down to, taste, see what I did there, what a fucking analogy that was, eh, you didn't expect it to go into genius territory there, did you? But, what what kind of bothers me about the whole thing is that, well, first of all, his Netflix special came out on Christmas Day, and this is now the 6th of February. Why are they only just getting round to this now? Although, to be fair, they're getting quicker. Because before it was like, oh, fucking look at what this guy said in fucking 2009. It, it was seven years later or something like that, they're saying like, oh, he said that, he was a, that was a homophobic slur back then. Get him cancelled now for what he did fucking ten years ago. Now they're down to a couple of months. So. That's about the only progress in their progressive thinking. Is the fact that they're getting quicker with their fucking accusations. But the other thing was. That. Jimmy Carr's been telling Holocaust jokes his entire fucking career. Why would you bring that up now? After fucking however many fucking specials he's done, however many DVDs he's brought out, however many tours he's done, all of a sudden the Holocaust jokes are a problem. Is it like a, is it a fucking anniversary or something just now of the Holocaust? was today like the first fucking jew that was killed by fucking Hitler's forces back in that the, the back in the day or whatever like you know what i mean it's like why why at this point in his career would you would you would you bring it up and try to cancel him i mean I'm sure he's bothered you know what i mean like he, he's got all he's got a shitload of money he's famous as fuck his his career he could have ended his career about ten years ago, but he's still doing it because he loves it and he enjoys it, and his fans enjoy it and that's the thing it's like if you're not a fan, then fuck off, leave it. What is it to you and I, I read there was somebody that tried to make the point of like fucking oh well, uh these might be jokes and everything like that but Some people could be out there and it could reinforce their thinking. They might have already thought about, like, fucking, oh, well, like, I'm a Holocaust fucking apologist or or whatever like that. And then hearing Jimmy Carr making fun of the Holocaust kind of reinforces that viewpoint. Then they're already too far gone. That's not Jimmy Carr's fault that they think like that. It's their fault that they already thought like that before they even saw Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr can't go out on stage and think. well, I better not fucking say this in case this person or this person is already on the fuck on a fucking a psychopathic sociopathic genocidal fucking rampage in their head. His job is to go out and make light of things that are considered like taboo and important. Make people laugh about shit, and then and if you ever if you actually watched that fucking special, he came up with a, a pretty good point about dark humor, where he said that um, people who don't have he, he feels sorry for people who don't have a dark sense of humor because when they when something bad happens to them or they think about really bad shit and they're like life's a mess or or whatever. When they're in a dark situation, they can't laugh about it; they're just constantly going through that shit, and it's just a struggle and a, it's just pain, constant pain. But those with a dark sense of humor are able to laugh at that pain and laugh at the situation, and it's easier to get through it, which I thought was a great point, so you might not agree with like the like the um the the situation itself is to be mocked and Wasn't and you you like, and nobody's saying it's not important and it wasn't terrible and and this, that, and the next thing. But just because of that, like being able to laugh at that helps to get through it. Laughter's the best medicine, and all that shit, you know what I mean. So don't blame Jimmy Carr for the fact that you don't have that the sense of humour that enables you to fucking just roll with it and, and get through things. And make light of, of things. And, and take the weight off. If you want to take everything fucking seriously. And take life seriously. Then that's up to you. But don't fucking come down on, on other people that don't want to take it so seriously. And don't want to fucking go through the motions and constantly be like all solemn and like oh this is terrible. You know what I mean? Everybody's entitled to think the way they want to think and fucking go through life the way they see fit. Obviously, there's there's things like the fucking Holocaust, like that. We can all ninety-five percent of us or whatever like I could all agree that like it, it's fucking ridiculous and it was a fucking shocking event that should never have happened, and it was categorically wrong. But at the same time. You have to accept that people are gonna think the opposite no not not no two people are the same. We all have different mindsets, different perspectives, different interpretations of things, and a lot of the time that leads us to butt heads, which is this case of being a prime example. Some people find Jimmy Carr's Holocaust jokes fucking hilarious, me included other people find them offensive and think that they shouldn't be allowed. And that's okay. It's okay for them to think that, but then I, where I draw the line is when it's actually acted upon. Just because you don't like something or you don't agree with it doesn't necessarily mean you're right and that something should be done. Because that, 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 then, then that's just... You're you're contradicting your own self. You're, you're undermining your own argument. Cause these these are usually the people that come out and the the the, the 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 thingy against like fascists and and this sort and the next things like. But if you're denying people the right to laugh at things that you don't think they should be laughing at, then isn't that kind of like a fascist? the dictatorish kind of way to look at things. You know what I mean? It, it it just doesn't really make any fucking sense. But as we all know, the best way to deal with all this cancel cancel culture fucking horseshit is to just not give a fuck and not even acknowledge it. Bill Burr did it. American comedian. He did his SNL monologue. And um he went on a thing he 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 slagged off um white women complaining and sort of jumping the line in terms of like uh, complaining about being oppressed by society and he he went in on Pride Month um because they got a longer month at a better time of the year than what Black History Month got. Um and he was attacked for that, for being sexist and homophobic, but then all the black community sided with them because they were like, well yeah, you're right, we were actually slaves we went through a, a, a lot worse shit than what the gay community have went through and we only get February when they get June how does that work? and then the people who normally would go in on the homophobes and the the sexists, misogynists or whatever, who they also would support the black community, but then now the black community were turning on them, so they didn't know what to do with themselves. So Bill Burr didn't even acknowledge the backlash and just let them all bicker amongst themselves, and that's the way to fucking deal with it. And I'm sure Jimmy Carr has had so much fucking backlash over stuff that he said in his fucking career that he knows how to deal with it himself, and that's probably how he'll deal with it. Just not acknowledge it, just don't give a flying fuck. Just let them all fucking piss each other off with their stupid little fucking debates in the Twitter comment sections that nobody gives a fuck about. Because they're nobodies. All these people that are complaining, they're fucking nobodies. They're, they're just people. They're—they're they're any, Like anybody else, they're just some fucking dipshit that's had fifteen minutes to spare in their day so they've went browsed through Twitter, they've seen that article and they've went, Oh I fucking disagree or I agree with that and fucking They've typed their tuppence worth. Where it means nothing. Absolutely fuck all. And this is the thing that social media's done. It's made people feel like that they're, that they're worth something when they're not. It means it makes people feel like their opinions are worth something when they're not Nobody gives a shit whether you're offended or not. The only reason the BBC and shit and comp and fucking publications like that are going with these stories is because they know that it fucking gets you cunts talking. It gets you cunts all debating in the comments, and it fucking works for their algorithms and all that shit. Bumps up their figures. Gets them noticed. It's like we've seen it for years, for centuries. Fucking newspapers. They print a headline. And it's to get you to buy the fucking paper. They don't give a shit what you think about it. They don't give a shit what your opinion is. Like, oh, do you agree with it or do you not agree with it? It's like, they just want you to fucking pick up the paper and read the fucking article. Buy the paper and read the fucking article. They ain't probably not even bothered about you reading the article. They just want you to buy the fucking paper. And it's the same thing with this. They just want the clicks and the hits. BBC don't give a shit about Jimmy Carr's Holocaust joke. The Guardian, to be honest, they probably do give a shit, but they're fucking idiots anyway, so... And their article probably doesn't make sense, it's just a big gigantic fucking word salad. But most of these places, they, they don't care. They just want your attention or your money. That's all they fucking want. And Jimmy Carr knows that. Jimmy Carr only cares about the people who buy the tickets... To go and see him and laugh at his jokes, and he is well within his rights, and I can't disagree with his stance there. Only pay attention to the people that like that are that you that are benefiting you. Why the fuck would he pay attention? To somebody who's got a problem with them. Somebody's got a problem with you, then you get them to fuck. <laughs> you brush them aside, you go, right, okay, see you later then. And that's what he's probably going to do. But it's not a fucking disgrace, it's not that he shouldn't be cancelled, this special should have be been taken down, and oh, this fucking bullshit, just because Ina from fucking Norwich thinks so. Go get your fucking, your roots done And your bangs fixed You fucking idiot Leave the fucking comedians To do their fucking job The Surreal Deal Podcast